Hello, Patriots. Welcome to episode 39 of the Patriot Review. I'm Jeff Wagner, your host. I'm glad you're here today. We have a few things for you. I thought I would, uh, before I get into the interview with Captain Robert Firth, who I always enjoy talking to, I thought I would just share a few things with you, and hopefully today we can even get a few uh, chuckles out of you. I have a couple little skits for you, one I've shown before, uh, one I haven't. So hopefully you enjoy those. But first, I wanted to talk about uh, a couple positive things. We talk a lot of uh, a lot of uh, things that actually can make you pretty depressed with everything that's going on in uh, D.C. and across the country. Either the communists or the globalists, one side of the aisle or the other, the uniparty, uh, working together to really destroy our country and our freedoms. One of those freedoms that's been under attack, of course, is freedom of speech. And the first video I, I have actually has two components that are, are that I really like. And one of them is the continuing January 6th investigation and uh, the Democrats being called out for what we are learning is actually a true conspiracy and not just something somebody made up. And I've been showing you all along the videos of January 6th, the videos of the uh, Antifa thugs being dropped off there in five buses and escorted, I should say, by law enforcement and a black SUV. I don't know if that's uh, FBI or what, but if you've been paying attention, you know that uh, the, the DOJ has now been linked to uh, the event and knew it was going to happen, and I believe actually participated in making it happen. And I've said all along that January 6th is the Democrats' Reichstag fire, and they certainly have used it as such. Now they they throw around terms, you know, like insurrection, even though nobody was out to take the government down. That is, except the Democrats. And they have, or I shouldn't say the communists, if you're a Democrat, a true Democrat, uh, I don't really want to offend you. Uh, but if you are um, a party loyalist that is blind to seeing what's going on and to seeing the, the communist uh, coup, then you are who I'm talking about. Um, so anyway, this clip that I want to share with you brings uh, a couple of people who consistently stand up, and there's only a few, but uh, this is uh, this is a good clip. The, the part of it is about January 6th. The other part is about the attack on Steve Bannon and, of course, the freedom of speech in general. So take a look. Speaker, you don't have to look far to realize the absurdity of what's happening in Congress today. In fact, Politico just reported moments ago that the Capitol Police whistleblower is telling us, telling Politico, that they have not been contacted by the January 6th Select Committee, the Capitol Police whistleblower. He said that the United States Capitol Police deserves more scrutiny than it's gotten so far, and that he would talk to investigators if they reach out to him, and the Select Committee has not reached out to the Capitol Police whistleblower. Yet here we are today focused on on holding a private citizen in contempt, an unprecedented action by this sham committee and their sham investigation. With that, I yield to my colleague from Florida, Mr. Gates. 
Uh, two how minutes. much time? Two, two minutes. Two minutes. Gentlemen's recognized for two minutes. Why are we here on the floor of the House of Representatives listening to the Democrats and Socialists and their Republican puppets reviewing Steve Bannon's podcast? Can't imagine that that would be the case if they actually had a bill, a reconciliation deal, legislation to help the American people. We're not here because of democracy. Save me the alligator tears on that. These are the folks who assaulted our democracy for two years under the specter of the Russia hoax. And it's sure not about violence, because they didn't seem to give a damn when our country was being engulfed in flames during the riots in the summer of 2020. It's not about congressional process. If it was about congressional process, Democrats would be doing what they have done in other cases. They would go to court. But the reason they haven't gone to court, like they did for Trump's taxes, in the Deutsche Bank subpoenas, in the Mazars matter, or in the Don McGahn matter, is because in each of those circumstances, they did not prevail in court. The courts realized that their their subpoenas were overly broad. So instead of using the real process, here we are just enduring this politics. And because they can't build back better, they've just decided to build back meaner. I yield back. So there you have it, a clip that um, is, a, is a moment in time of, of action and speaking out uh, on the part of a few true Republicans that are in Washington, D.C., we all know that that is all too few, and the failure of the Republican Party for decades now, really, uh, has really led us to this uniparty, this point in history where we have a uniparty that is uh, really doing damage to our country and, and now to our freedoms and our individual freedoms, and uh, is really something that is going to take the people to jump into and get involved to really address. And of course, every time I say something about this, I have to uh, say I'm not talking about violence, which in itself is, is kind of pathetic because uh, if you don't do that, it, you're automatically assumed to be one of those radical white guy domestic terrorists, which 99.999% of us are not. We're true patriots. We are the people who believe in the foundation of this country it is, in fact, the left that are the domestic terrorists. So that is one clip that is positive, and I have another one that is. But before that, um, I want to I want to just talk about a story that uh, Joe Biden and Anthony Fauci. It has been uh, it has been said from an anonymous source of an anonymous source, which is good enough for CNN, so it's good enough for me. But evidently, they are a couple of party animals that have a long, long history together. And I, well, I believe we have a clip about it. Hey, Holmes. Hey, man, that's so bad. I've been smoking since I was born, man. I could smoke anything, man. I think you better light it in here, man. Right. All these gas fumes, man. Oh, man. <laughs> Obviously. That's good enough for CNN. We'll be right back. Hey, Patriots, you can save up to 66% at MyPillow.com when you use the code TPR. That stands for The Patriot Review. That's TPR or call 800-519-9927. That's 800-519-9927. 
I use these products myself. I can tell you they are the best quality bar none. So go ahead, use the code TPR and get up to 66% off right now. Hello, Patriots. Would you like to become part of the Patriot Army? You can do so by going to our website and clicking on the Become a Patron button top left of the screen. You then can select your membership level. Also on our website, on the top right-hand side, you'll notice a Download Our App button. This app will enable you to keep in touch with the Patriot Review on a constant basis. You'll also be able to interact with our forum and chat with other members. We hope to see you there, and thank you for your support. sunshine it's time to kick ass and take names check out redbloodedpatriots.com subscribe and join the growing community of patriots
strategy, all wrapped up in pure American patriotism and aging gracefully. It's the Patriot Review with Jeff Wagner. You're traveling to another dimension. A dimension not only of sight and sound, but of mind. Hello, we're back to the special Wednesday edition. Now we're going to the Orwellian Zone. And you, if you're new to the show, I just pick a quote uh, out of Orwell's 1984 and uh, just briefly talk about it. So today's quote is, On the walls were scarlet banners of the Youth League and the Spies and a full-size poster of Big Brother. There was the usual boiled cabbage smell, common to the whole building. You've seen, no doubt, throughout history in communist states, the pictures and statues all over the place of the, of the glorious leader. You see it, uh, Lenin, I mean, for God's sakes, they, they had him on display and still do. Um, long after his death, obviously. Uh, so my point there, and the other thing, it may seem silly uh, to talk about the smell of the, the normal smell of the boiled cabbage, but here's why that's there. Um, now, if you have been following the show, you know about freedom waning. The war has already begun. And I think what I'm going to do right here is I am actually going to release this this Friday on Frank's Beach only. So this Friday on Frank's Beach only, I'll do an early release, and then uh, Rumble will be on Monday. Uh, so anyway, the the thought on the cabbage thing. Part of the documentary it talks about the uh, the bread lines and the lines to get supplies and food, of course, but the, the lines and the the reduced accessibility to, to goods. Does that sound familiar? Where right now, you, you take a look around and we have all these ships that are out waiting to come in. And, and the truth is we actually do have the people to handle that and unload those things. But the coup, the communist coup that is going on, uh, They've decided to, to limit things, and it will get worse before it gets better. So that's why I picked this, because in a in a communist society, a communist uh, country, um, as in as is in the documentary, uh, those those supplies and food itself is limited. Uh, we Americans tend not to think things through to their conclusion. And the communists on the left and the globalists on the right are both good about bombarding us with things so that, uh, well, you ever seen the movie Up? We're like the dog in Up. We have squirrel moments. Something new and something shocking comes up and we forget about what we were just told. And we all know that's going on. For those of us that are speaking out and seeing the truth, 
we know that this is the entire plan on the part of the communists, especially right now. Um, the globalists have a longer road ahead uh, than the communists do, but as you know, they're both working together to achieve an end that they both want. Uh, so that's what that quote is about. Um, if you really think about that, think about how your lives would change, think about what you could or couldn't provide for your family, and think about, in the case of the documentary, actually waiting in line to get some simple items that we take for granted. Think of the empty empty shelves in the stores. Some places are already seeing that, and we will see that all across the country, uh, I believe, unless something changes soon. Now, Mike Lindell announced that the case on the part of many states for the election fraud, which is absolutely true, that the, the case will be dropped on the steps of the Supreme Court on uh, November 22nd at 9 a.m., and I'm not sure if that's, that's yeah, it must be Eastern time, but that'll be interesting to see what happens. I urge you all to write each individual justice and send them uh, a polite but uh, insistent letter that they take up this case. The thought that uh, that they've used in the past that uh, the the uh, complainant is not in standing or does not have standing is absolutely ludicrous because every citizen individually in every state collectively has standing on ensuring that we have fair elections. So I thought I would I would uh, mention that. Please do consider writing and uh, make it known to the justices what you expect to see. Um, and it shouldn't matter what side of the aisle you're on because we all want fair elections and we all are entitled to fair elections. So the second trailer... Uh, and if you're listening to this on podcast, you heard a long um, intermission there with, with the music. Uh, it's always better to watch instead. But uh, that is going to be coming out in high treason. It's going to actually be about multiple topics. That trailer, obviously, is about what's going on with the uh, so-called vaccine and the mandates and that sort of thing. But there'll be, there'll be multiple topics within that documentary. So... I'm looking forward to actually producing that and uh, putting that out there. Now, of course, on my end, I just have to say up front, you know, it's, it's me and it's me, myself, and I as far as putting some of this stuff together and all, all of this stuff together, actually. So, um, you know, I'll get it out as fast as I can, but right now I'm targeting spring of 2022. So hopefully that, that stays in line. Then I already have the third documentary in mind and what's coming after that. So hopefully you're going to stick around and watch those when they come out. Uh, I appreciate you being here. I appreciate being on Frank's Beach now. And I'd love to hear from you if you want to send me a short video. Uh, 30 seconds to a minute is fine. Just telling me uh, why you, you're proud to be an American, why you are a patriot, Anything you want to say in that regard, that'd be great. I like to put those things on the show, and maybe you'll, you'll get a kick out of that as well. So, all right. So now, uh, I want to uh, just say ahead of time that this interview with Captain Robert Firth, uh, who 
will talk about his experience, but every time I talk to him, he is one of those guys that he can tell a lot of stories, uh, has a lot of life experience, and I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, Robert, I will put Robert's other interviews with me up um, probably in a week or so, but uh, this interview will give you a taste of, of that longer interview. So here we go. Hello, Patriots. I have with me Captain Robert Firth. Uh, Robert has been on my show before. This is the first time, though, on Frank's speech. Robert, welcome to the show, and why don't you start off with just a quick background and tell everybody about yourself. That'd be awesome. Jeff, thanks. Thanks for having me. Uh, okay. So I, I was a guy who went to a one-room schoolhouse and grew up on a party line, and now I'm on a television uh, show uh, <laughs> with a bunch of computers and uh, trying to figure out how it all works. Um, I, I, I spent 55 years flying jet airplanes all over the world, uh, including uh, three years in Vietnam and uh, five years in African uh, conflict areas. So I've been able to see some of the best and some the worst things people do for and to each other, yeah. unfortunately, mostly negative. And um, uh, when I retired from the airlines, I started writing. And uh, so far, I, I've gotten 30 some odd books out there, mostly on Amazon, uh, other online vendors and some bookstores and uh, trying to get the public to wake up to recently, at least to what's happening in, right. in our country. Right. The things that you and I have talked about, Jeff. Yeah. Uh, well, let's talk, let's and, talk about, let's talk about some of that right, right now though, this sure. disappearing into this background is driving me nuts. So I'm going to, I'm going to switch that off and just uh, go to the original here and blur it a little bit. So people don't go crazy by the disappearing screen. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, so, so thank you for coming back and, and, uh, after the break, I'll show, after the first break, I'll show your, um, website and all that stuff. We can talk about all your books and everything, but I, I wanted to start, sure. I wanted to start sure. this one, this one off with part of the conversation we were having a little bit ago before we went live, uh, about how serious this is and the fight we're in for. You had some great thoughts on there. Why don't you Why don't you share with the viewers what you were sharing with me? Well, what we're we're looking at today, as far as I can tell, is um, an effort by a, a number of. of powerful organizations, the, the Bank for International Settlements, the Rothschilds, the Rockefellers, uh, the United Nations, uh, globalists around the world, uh, who dreamt up this scheme uh, to induce a, uh, a kind of a virus, then they wanted to call it a pandemic. So back in 2009, the WHO, under pressure from China and with Mr. Tedros being bought and paid for, an Ethiopian that the Chinese put in office, uh, they managed to change the definition of the word pandemic 
uh, it used to say that it was a widespread contagion that was infectious and lethal to 10% of the people. They left off the lethality part. And with that change, they were able to scream 24-7 on all the communist radio stations in America and TV stations uh, about this pandemic, the pandemic. And they terrified the people. Uh, and then they came up with the vaccine, which was the whole purpose from the beginning. It's not a vaccine. Exactly. It's not. It has nothing. It doesn't prevent anything. It's designed to kill humans. That's really what it is. And, you know, I, I don't work for Pfizer uh, and I don't represent the federal government. So I can just say that straight out and people can take it for what they want to. But people are starting to drop it. And last night on Tucker Carlson's show, he had a guest that actually brought that out into the open on national television. Uh, he said there's an inordinate number of younger and middle-aged people dying and the autopsies are showing that their organs have been damaged severely by this vaccine. Yeah, and as, as uh, at the same time, Biden is trying to get 28 million kids vaccinated. Yeah, and, and what Newsom is doing in California, it's murder. They want to murder the children. In England, the kids are dropping dead like flies. And I can tell you that as of this morning, a parent, or yesterday afternoon, I guess, one of the parents of a dead child went to the police department in England in a local precinct and swore out a murder charge. And the police accepted the charge. They're pursuing it now against the school and against the person that actually injected their child who Good. died quite suddenly afterwards. Well, it's a terrible tra it's a terrible tragedy, but we have to use the law to our advantage here in the United States as well. And I know people are really working on it. And it takes time and all that stuff, but we we don't really have the time. I mean, these these not, mandates not in this are. And it's, it, he just said that. He didn't sign anything. Uh, Biden didn't sign anything. There is no Biden. I mean, God knows how many people are out there in rubber masks pretending to be Biden. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, and the fake, to say. In the fake White, Ho White House set that we saw, what was that, a couple White weeks ago? How much adrenochrome do they have to feed him to get him on his feet? Okay. You know, his wife shots in the morning, little B12 and uh, yeah. five cc's adrenochrome, and the old boy gets on his feet. Are you a Trekkie fan at all? Were you a Trekkie? No, no. I, I, so let me ask you. I, as a pilot, I'm into uh, aerodynamics. And yeah. when you're in space, you don't, wings don't matter. Right. I, I right. was flying, per se. Yeah. Well, the reason, the reason why I bring it up is because um, they had an episode which I think perfectly explains what's going on. And the symbolism that was within the episode is just perfect. So I put out a meme. This is a, a while ago, but you remember the there was an episode where the viewers, maybe you remember, um, there was a uh, an old man who was part of Starfleet, and Kirk and Spock and Bones they they beamed down and they beamed down into 1930s, late 30s, early 40s Nazi Germany, and they're oh like, my god, what the heck is this? So they end <laughs> up finding out that. Um, the the gentleman who was in Starfleet who came down to help this planet out was completely drugged out of his mind, but he had introduced Nazism because he thought it was an example of the most efficient form of government 
in in history that just happened to go wrong. So here they are. Everybody's a, a Nazi in costume. They're killing off different uh, ethnic groups and stuff. They break into the room where he had just given a speech, and the guy is completely wiped out on drugs. That is Joe Biden, and that is exactly the same type of tyranny we're facing today. Perfect yeah, they didn't example. have rubber masks then. No, that's yeah. the only difference. <laughs> yeah, right? They, yeah, but they you know, get... these guys today, Jeff, they, I tell you, they, the Eisengruppen has taken off their uniforms, and they've given up their uh, bombs, bullets, and bayonets for a needle. And right. they're wearing a white coat now, a lab jacket. Right. And uh, that, and, and uh, so th- this is really tragic. I mean, we've got Brian Seltzer who could play a double for Dr. Goebbels. And then we've right. got little Miss Fauci who, uh, you know, he, <laughs> he, he could... Uh, He's done some incredibly uh, evil, evil things. And what they did in Nazi Germany under this genocidal maniac program, uh, racial purity, they murdered maybe six, maybe more million people. But what they're doing now with the needle is a magnitude of a thousand times over that. They're trying to get rid of half the world's population. In the meantime, everybody this, wants to believe that this that kind of stuff just can't happen here. And I mean, they're dropping dead everywhere. Right. People are dropping. Yeah, and the media is not covering it. You know, um, but they're going to be forced they, to cover it. They did last night for the first time on on Tucker, as I said. But the rest of them are not saying a word. And they never will. And. Uh, some point they're not going to be able to avoid it. It's yeah. going to be too bloody. Well, yes. you know they're yeah. going to come up. They're going to. You know what's going to happen is they're going to now. They're going to say that this is Trump's fault because he was <laughs> he was the one who was there when the vaccines were created. When in truth, oh, yeah. when in truth, uh, we know and the, all the documents show. I mean, uh, I, there was an episode of Brandon Brandon House. He was uh, showing his opening speech at the Ozark conference that he's done and he's got a table full of documents and these documents go back years and then they're the same exact thing as picking up Mein Kampf and reading Mein Kampf these people are saying exactly what they're gonna do they said it years ago this plan has been in the works a long time and and, and, and these people are just as evil more evil including uh, in my opinion including Bill Gates and uh, his foundation, which is you know tied into this this vaccine, uh, Fauci as well, and yeah, talk about a guy who who needs to be brought up on the Nuremberg Code for crimes against humanity. I mean, both these guys qualify for that. And, and Nuremberg is, uh, is is not that big of a document. It's a page and a half, and I recommend seriously that people download it and read it. Exactly. I think I'll put that up on, on my website. I'm working on a document section for my website. Um, it's not there yet, folks, but it will be, and that'll be that'll be something that I'll put on there for sure. Um, but obviously, you can look it up. Um, so yeah, so we have this uh, we have this ongoing issue that people don't want to believe is happening, and uh, you know Americans are content. I think we've been kind of conditioned uh, by by uh, 
social media and that kind of stuff to be so focused on our own lives and not really focusing on what the truth is that we've we've put ourselves in this situation and I just want people to wake up because this is deadly serious you know and uh, people you're gonna lose your whole families if this is if what we're saying is the way it's gonna roll out and I'm scared that it is uh, well what we, have is we have to pray that the experts that predicted that all of these people are going to pass away in 24 to 36 months seriously those of us that believe in the Lord need to seriously to, to sit down and, and pray that this is not true Amen. that something happens but the thing is we're asking for divine intervention and the, the question is, is does the does divinity really need us as much as we need him I mean, at one time, at one time, uh, God told Noah, he said, hey, buddy, I think you better go and, and build a big boat and save the critters because so uh, I'm getting ready to clean this mess up. And, I, and I'm okay. afraid that's what's happening. That's that was once. But the, the, the question is, Jeff, is uh, he gave us a second chance. Is he going to give us a third and 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 why would and and um you know i mean only god knows and god's not talking to me all right well you know so. what what, uh, what you know you what you just brought up is that people don't seem to learn and history repeats itself that's a that's a that's a uh, you know a saying that's been around for a long time and it's because it's true and people just don't want to wake up and see that evil exists People want to say, uh, I had a conversation the other day where, you know, what we have to realize is that who we're facing, they're not Democrats, they're not liberals, they're communists and fascists. Yeah. And, the, yeah. and the people but who also, and the people beyond, who are... The, the they're people, atheists. Yes, that's what they're I'm getting both, to. That's what I'm they're getting. God-soulless uh, atheists. They have uh, uh, no... They don't believe in the human soul. Exactly. If you believe in the human soul ipso facto you're an atheist right you're not a uh, a human being right because so, so we're born with with a, a side of us that's very spiritual right um let, so yeah. let me finish this thought here so uh so you're right we have we have uh, the communists and the far left but um people need to wake up to the fact that this isn't just about you know you're not going to get this solved by writing your republican senator or uh, your Republican representative, because the majority of them are corporatists. The majority of them are New World Order uh, supporting uh, politicians in it for wealth and power. There are exceptions at both sides. There's there's liberals on the left that you know really believe in in, in liberalism, and then there's Republicans who believe in you know uh, constitutional conservatism. But those are few and far between. And we have this uniparty. That is destroying humanity, and it's it's yeah. glo it's global. It's not uh, it's not in in any one country, you know. And um, until we come to grips with that, and that come to grips with there is no army to really come in and rescue us. That's up to us. Uh, I think if we don't realize that in time, we're going to be done. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, you think about 
the political world today, 535 people sitting up there in Congress of the starting salary of $174,000 on a W-2. And these guys spend millions and millions of dollars to get a job paying thousands on a W-2. How, how could that be? Why would they do that? And, and obviously one of the things I learned in Vietnam, uh, is that, uh, the cost of a 50 caliber bullet is about 16 cents. They charged the federal government a buck fifty, and they took half of the net profits and give and 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 paid it off to the politicians and the generals that were ordering the bullets. So the longer you keep the wars going, the more profitable it is for the people that are keeping the, the wars going. So we did twelve years in Vietnam, and uh, we it cost us uh, sixty thousand beautiful young men. God knows how many poor uh, North Vietnamese and the locals. And it was clear to me after the first six months that, and everybody that I knew there, we, we could have won that war in six weeks. Yeah. All we had to do was send the United States Marines into Hanoi and it was over. The war would have been over right away. And the argument that, oh, the Russians and the Chinese will attack us and we'll have a world war, that was a lie from the beginning and everybody knew it. The only people that didn't know what was going on, General Westmoreland, he was sitting there counting dead bodies. He had no clue. Right. He came about uh, that. That was his life. You know, yeah. how, how many dead bodies we got every day. And then Nixon, and uh, which knew nothing about what was going on, he was clueless, and as well as Johnson. And McNamara built cars for Ford. He had no business sitting there in well, the Department of Defense. It was absurd. You know, the difference between World War II yeah. and when the administrators stood, took, stepped aside and let the generals determine how we're going to fight this thing, and they fought it all out, they didn't tie their hands, versus, hey, let's yeah. get let's get rich yeah. off of what we call a, a police action and deny it's a war and just, you know, take this approach sure. that we're going to win hearts and minds, uh, which was absolutely ridiculous. I want to take a... a I want to take a quick a quick break, and we'll come back, and we will continue the conversation. Hang on. You, too, can support the Patriot Review. Seriously, why not? You should help a guy out, starting at $3 a month. That's not so bad now, is it? Hey Patriots, it's Jeff Wagner. I love my pillow products. I use them. I can say that they are simply the best quality that you will find anywhere. And you can help us all out, all Patriots, including Mike Lindell, and our mission to restore America by going to MyPillow.com today and using code TPR. That stands for the Patriot Review, so it's easy to remember. TPR. Save up to 66%. You can also order by calling 800-519-9927. Again, that's 800-519-9927. Thank you and God bless. Ignore the thought police and subscribe or follow the Patriot Review. It's your patriotic duty.
Are you an easily duped fool who believes what the Marxist media is spoon-feeding you? At KMU, you'll use the devices created by capitalism and that you can't live without to ridicule real American patriots who know a hell of a lot more than you. There's not stress at KMU. Each participant is given safe space and a supply of facial tissues and cheese balls. Studying, testing, and participation is eliminated because it's considered racist. That means you'll receive your degree in three days. Let's hear from a satisfied graduate. I have terrible memories. Some sick pedophile smelling my hair behind the wood pile. Now he runs around saying I was somebody beat up. But hey, I got my degree, didn't I? Um, yeah. We at Karl Marx University believe a mind is a terrible thing to waste. So we do the thinking for you. Call today and reserve your safe space. We're back. Uh, Robert J. Firth, Captain Robert J. Firth, is my guest. We were talking about war and, in particular, the difference the difference in how we fight wars today. I want to uh, change topics now to uh, the tyranny that's going on, and specifically the mandates. People, uh, you know, people have the right to determine what's going in their body and what's not going in their body. So specifically, given your background as a pilot, you know, there is more and more news on a daily basis, people walking off the job, uh, whether they're in the airline industry or law enforcement. Um, given your experience, what do you see coming in the airline industry in particular, given the walk-offs and, and, and uh, what's happening? Well, I don't know a single pilot retired or currently flying that would allow uh, anybody to put that juice in him. They won't do it, period. Southwest pilots walked off the job. They canceled 2,000 flights. The the president of the company, the CEO, Gary, uh, what's his name there, Terry or something, had to rescind the order. He gave up on it. then it turns out that Delta did the same thing, but Delta's already had quite a few pilots die. Uh, but they've also said that they're going to walk away from it. So we see that uh, half the police force in Chicago is going to tell little Miss Lightfoot to, uh, you know, forget it. Yeah. yeah? And they're, gonna, they're not going to do it. The first responders are going to walk. And the thing is that there is no mandate. There is no, nobody signed anything. This was just something that Crazy Joe said on the microphone. Right. Uh, there is nothing. He, he can't do that. He has no authority to do it. It's unconstitutional. And it's completely, at this point in time, it's totally obscene and insane and uh, criminal, actually criminal. The so fact right. is people are dropping dead all over the world, and he knows it. And either they've taken the vaccine and died within a few weeks yeah. or died within a year or two. And there's, it's going to get really ugly. It is. And these people pushing this are in, are in trouble. Well, we all know that, you know, this is all done intentionally to, to basically commit genocide, or at least anybody who's awake knows that. Um, so quite some time ago, I talked, uh, I don't know how many episodes back, I talked a little bit about my background, which is uh, safety and health, uh, environmental compliance, uh, bioterrorism. Um, so OSHA put out some some guidance on, you know, uh, Joe wanted the 100-plus employers, right? That's just typical for OSHA. That's when OSHA applies when you have 100-plus employees. 
So OSHA puts out this guidance, and here's a conundrum for any anybody. If you own a business, let me explain the conundrum that you are putting yourself in if you mandate. Uh, in their guidance, they say that uh, you know they don't say that you you have the duty to force an injection. As a matter of fact, under the bloodborne pathogen standard, when that came out for HIV, AIDS, uh, and hepatitis, and basically any bloodborne pathogen, they provide for employee declination. There's a you have to have the employee sign a form that says. I understand the risk, and I'm declining the immunization for hepatitis 2, or B, sorry. Um, so that is there as a precedent, right? And then they, they try to force this, and the OSHA guidance says that if your employees get a shot, get the jab, and they have a reaction to it, you have to put it on your OSHA 300 log. So what is that log for? That log is for work-related illnesses and injuries. So what OSHA is saying, Mr. Business Owner, is if we're correct and people start dropping, you are liable for it. And you can be held willfully accountable under the, the OSHA laws. So who's going to be the scapegoat? It's not going to be the government. <laughs> In my opinion, people will be able to sue their employers. They'll, they'll, they're going bankrupt. That's what's going to happen uh, in the future. That's that's the plan. I think that this was put together by the Chinese. Yeah. I believe this is all part of the quote end quote plan. Exactly. Yeah. And that's Start why the chairman shutdown. put that's this together. Yeah. It's part of de deconstructing this country so the Chinese can take over. Right. And that's what the shutdown was about: was destroying the middle class, destroy people's livelihoods, destroy small business because right. they know. Yeah. Nothing to do with anything else. Right. No. That's right. right. And these, uh, the, the, this mainstream media are complicit. Yes. And it's really stupid because they're they'll be the first ones to go. Yeah. <laughs> they get it. That's outlined shot. That's typical in a in a communist revolution. I mean, the people who push these, for it. Yeah, they only go one way. Right. Once the, the authoritarianism runs its course, it always ends in a police state. Always. That's history. Right. right. And it. it and then tyranny and despotism and prisons and murder and poverty and that's and that that's what they do. Right. And uh, time after time after time, the, all across the world, this we've seen exactly that pattern. And uh, now, of course, they don't teach this in the schools anymore. Yeah. Right. You can't exactly. you can't talk about Chinese communists in our in our little tiny little school world. Yeah. Right. So kids don't know. Well, they just don't. People should have saw what's coming. You know, the 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 biggest red flag, and I say the red flag on purpose, was when Obama was president and they had school kids chanting uh, Obama. And <laughs> if that wasn't just like the Hitler Youth, I don't know what was. You no, know, it was. Instead of it, they finally, uh, it, it, it drifted out into the public sphere and they stopped it because they they were it was ridiculed. Yes. Uh, it, people went. And now it, we see that. What else is coming out of the schools? They, right. The parents started watch the television sets when the, or these TV screens, these computer screens, when the kids were being homeschooled right. exactly. on this Zoom program, and they saw them teaching critical race theory. Right. And now they want the little black kids in one room and little white kids in another room. Divide and conquer, yeah, eh? Right. I mean, this is going back to Jim Crow, and it's, once again, who is it? 
Who is it? It's the left. It's the left that's doing it. And the other, the other thing, when we were talking about faith, and we were talking about uh, the absence of, of God or godlessness, um, one thing I want to point out that uh, I have shared in a number of conversations, and I don't, you know, other people say it, but if you look at through history, when have there been, you know, genocidal maniacs, and what, given their political systems, what role did faith play in it? You know, obviously the answer is Hitler. Okay, so uh, Goebbels and Himmler and uh, and Hitler, uh, they were they were more uh, into earth worship and 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 that sort of thing. They wanted to replace religion com- completely. They obviously attacked Judaism, and then we have Stalin yeah. or Lenin or Mao or uh, yeah. Castro. What is this? What is? What do they have in common? They're secularists. Godless atheists. Godless atheists, and that. And that yeah. is that is when evil shines through. So all these people who say that this is a, a result of Christianity, this is all of this, uh, uh, all of this uh, discrimination and all of this racism and all this all Christian. Well, no, it's not Christian. As a matter of fact, it's completely counter. Christianity is it and, is and um, you know they can show up they can show examples of a person who may say something or whatever and they say see that's all Christianity well there's there's bad people in every group and there may be there may be there may be people that call themselves Christian that do that but in fact if they're doing those things then they're not Christian or at least in that moment their behavior is not Christian so sure but so, there, there is a a biblical element to this entire uh, conflict today. And it is uh, God versus Satan. There's no question about that. They can, you know, one thing that everybody that ever spent time in Vietnam on the American side, there's nobody that went over there and came home an atheist. I can promise you that. Yeah. Nobody. I bet. I bet. Yeah. Atheists in a foxhole. Yeah. Yeah. you, you learn to appreciate uh, life and you get up in the morning and put your uniform on and you have to shave every day and you look in the mirror and you realize, hey, you know, you grow up really fast. That's sort of the final step in emotional maturity. It's like when you left the eighth grade uh, and uh, in, uh, in in June and the door closed behind you, you never went back. Right. You, you forward through that and the next door it was going to open was ninth grade in high school and that's where you were going and life is like that a series of project promotions you know from one level to another finally you finally the final stage of emotional maturity is when you realize you're terminal you're not you're not going to be here forever buddy right you learn to say to your mom a mom i love you you know yeah and uh, you better reach that, get through that final door of uh, becoming a human being. And uh, you learn to deal with the fear uh, and, and in a situation like that. I couldn't go home. <laughs> you know? right. I, was, right. I, had I had to go out and fly that airplane every day. Right. Uh, and I knew I might not come back. I might not see myself the next morning. Right. Yeah. It's, it's a, that's a teacher, man. It does change you. It's, well, it's like I was, you know, in not not nearly the same level of uh, mental, emotional stress or physical stress than being in battle. But in the same in the same light, the average person, let's say they hit 50, and they realize, hey, 
this is a short-term gig here, right? I got. <laughs> they start. They start thinking about that, and and yeah. as I said yeah. in my my uh, first episode on Frank's speech, I was talking about a conversation that I had about legacy. What's your legacy? So my uh, my brother, who is really huge into Ancestry.com, and you know he's been doing an awesome mm-hmm. job putting history together. The one thing that came out of that conversation is we were talking about how how short legacy really is. So, you your past yeah. generation and the generation before, and by by the time you're in two generations back, nobody knows anything about anybody, unless you research sure. it. So yeah, this is what I want to tell people: Le- your legacy is your meaningful legacy is keeping the United States what it should be. That is your legacy that matters. That is the legacy that affects generations yeah. to come. Is having this country be here, and you need to get off the couch. You need to not be afraid, and you need to speak out, and you need to do something about it. That is everybody's legacy, and that's everybody's duty as an American. That defines their duty. Exactly. To themselves, as human beings, as men, and uh, as uh, as Americans. This idea of uh, the, uh, a citizen of the world, that is total BS. People that live here or born here, they are Americans. They better right. understand that that flag means something. And uh, the only freedoms they have left are the ones that people fought and died for. So I said the tree of liberty must be watered by the uh, by the blood of uh, patriots. That's right. You know, and they few tyrants at the same time. The more tyrants, the fewer patriots are needed. You know, and here's a good spot to say, obviously, we're not condoning violence. Um, we want people to use the law while they still can. Um, if it goes in, if it if it gets violent, it's not going to be because of the patriots. It's going to be because of the tyrants. And Sure, they push just one step too far. And I believe you that's see, what they want. And Texas and other states, yeah. we have what we can call a de facto separation. Right Now, what that is that we're establishing our rules and regulations in and confronting Washington. We're stepping away and saying, no, you're not going to do that in Florida. You're not going to do that in Texas. You're not going to do that in other states. And the next step, uh, if it goes to that length, would be de jure recognition, which is a legal separation where people have talked about having the blue states and the red free states and the slave states and let them go their way. Uh, That probably not realistic, but it it does express a a feeling that a lot of people have. If you want to, uh, you know, show your passport and wear a yellow star to get into a McDonald's in New York city, go find it fine. But if you want to live in Florida and don't wear a mask, don't take a vax, work for anybody you want to and go where you want to, when you want to, with lockdowns, come and live in the red state. The truth truth about masks, too, is, you know, I said I mentioned I was in safety for 30 years. Well, part of that was training class A response teams to go into uh, immediately dangerous to life and health atmospheres such as ammonia clouds and that sort of thing. And I can, oh, yeah. and I can tell you that I can tell you that I know a heck of a lot more about how effective masks are not than your doctor. Yes, you do. And I can tell you that you know, given the size of a virus of the of the COVID virus, about 60 microns approximately, the the smallest gap in a cotton mask or even the the paper mask that they hand out is about 80 microns. So 
the even the even uh, you know it's, I'm that's not taking into account the uh, the the smaller uh, things you breathe out. The, the virus is very capable of going through uh, several masks. Basically, if you can yeah, if you can breathe through it, they right. can fly through it, right. mosquito through it, link fence. That's right. That's, that's right. Exactly. It's totally right. and completely stupid. So and all it is is, a, is a, you're kowtowing to the pressure from these godless swine that call themselves demo rats. Right. And you know, that's and and. Hey, if there's if there's legitimate Democrats out there, uh, great. You know, I'm all for the the real Democrat Party as far as um, still preserving the Constitution and that sort of thing. But I don't know that there's many out there anymore. I don't hear them speaking up. Hear well, they vote as a block. They yeah. vote as a block. They're like ants. They're too busy. They're too busy defending this tyrant and the tyrants that work with him. Uh, well, you. Today you heard Garland, uh, if you listen to any part of this discussion when he was called in front of the Congress today, they asked him, they uh, said, well, listen, Mr. Attorney General, uh, do you find in the Justice Department any evidence whatsoever of uh, the election being stolen uh, in 2020? And he said, no, no, all our departments, we see nothing. We, we see no evidence whatsoever of any misdeeds or uh, or problems with that election. What a lying SOB that right. little skinny weasel really is. Yeah, what same. a lowly swine. And his son-in-law makes the books that they sell to the schools telling the story of uh, the uh, critical race. Yeah, it's garbage. What a miserable person. Yeah. Thank God to get on the court. Right, and, and, and I was just talking uh, about that as well. So... Uh, here we have, oh, the new, comes out in the news, oh, well, geez, United States intelligence officials are surprised that China now has an ultrasonic missile. But you know what? <laughs> Maybe we wouldn't be surprised if instead of focusing on attacking school moms for doing what they have every right to do in the school board meetings, in yeah, the schools yeah. they pay taxes for, maybe instead of focusing on them, you focus on the risks to this country like you're supposed to do. Like that, you know, he's a pathetic little worm, is what he is. He's well. The, the, you look at uh, Lloyd Austin and Miley. There's what's their, yeah. their business to is to direct people to study the Chinese military situation, the PLA, the People's Liberation Army. Now I can tell you, Taiwan uh, intelligence people were warning us six months ago that the right. Chinese were along on just on building this missile. Yeah. There is. At least a hundred people in the Pentagon right this moment that knew exactly what was happening, and they could have told everybody, uh, but they 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 let it slide because I'm convinced personally that Biden is in their pocket. They've given him a billion dollars. They own him. He's nothing more than a Chinese puppet, and he's setting up this country to be destroyed completely so that the Chinese can move in. That's what I believe. And I wrote a book about it called Pandemic, curiously enough. Yeah, let's, let, yeah. let's get to that real quick. <laughs> I want to show everybody your website here. This is uh, robert-j-firth.com, and you can find uh, all of Robert's information, his, his books, you can check them out. You can pick the books up on Amazon, or you can buy. You can send directly a, a letter to me, uh, and uh, I'll send the book to you. Or you can buy it as a, an ebook uh, uh, from other vendors on the net. 
Um, the books uh, cover subjects uh, from uh, philosophy, history, several books on warfare and uh, political situation. Uh, some of them uh, are a lighter, lighter fare, not, not quite so serious. One of them, uh, a couple books on religion. One of them I wrote in 10 days. Uh, call, it's about the, the, the second visit of Jesus Christ uh, to my uh, uh, patio in the backyard one morning. And, and what he came to do, who he came to do it to, and why. And uh, in that book, I sent out a bunch of questions to friends of mine and said, if you could actually ask Jesus Christ a question, tell me what it is, and I'll write a chapter about it. And that's how the book was. My wife came in and heard me sitting here laughing, and she said, she thought I'd, I'd lost my mind here. You know? <laughs> I had a lot of fun writing that book. I get to, you know, you talk about play God. You know, I got to decide uh, what he came for, who he came to do it to, and why. And what, it was great fun. And he, he, he decided that he wanted to borrow my razor and loan a pair of shorts and a shirt. And he helped me start my lawnmower. And my wife came out and said, who's this guy? I said, this is Jesus Christ. And she said, oh, my God, you're crazy. What are you talking about, Robert? And, and JC stood up and he said, Alona said, I hate to do things like this, but let me have your hand. And he took her by the hand and walked her across the top of the pool. She <laughs> turned white, jammed her and croaked on the spot. And, uh, and she, you know, but he, does, he said, I don't like to do things like that. But, you know, and, it, and I couldn't get the lawnmower started, so he came out and started my lawnmower. <laughs> That's great stories. Give him, you give him a beer? Yes, he asked for All a right. beer. I had a, <laughs> yes, beer. So we sat there and had a beer and I helped him, and uh, he got on his way, and he went out to do what he was going to do, and that's how the book develops. It's great, <laughs> great little story. Very okay. short, very funny. That's awesome. So that is again, folks. He was, maybe he really will do that. Uh, that'd be awesome, wouldn't it? That would be good. I'd welcome that. Uh, oh, you wait the chapter. She'll like the way. I think you'll, you'll particularly like what he did. <laughs> I'll do that. You have to send me that. <laughs> um, it's uh, robert-j-firth.com, again, is, is the website, so please check that out. Uh, Robert, I noticed you have two flags behind you. One is the U.S., one is the Stars and Bars. Uh, what, are the, what do each of those mean to you? This well, I, did, I spent a lot of time in the South. I spent 15 years on a farm in Fairburn, Georgia. I got to know the guys at the feed barn, and... Um, I traveled around all through the Deep South. Uh, I've written uh, a book um, on the Civil War, and I wrote a book on the legacy of the Civil War called Look Away. So I have a, 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 a lot of mixed emotions about uh, secession, and um, I studied it, and I, re I realize I see parallels today, of course, you know, mm -hmm. but the, the American flag is, though, I mean, we, I grew up with it in a school. I served under it for three years. Uh, and um, it, it uh, my father uh, flew uh, in World War II. Uh, my grandparents fought in World War I. So we have a, a military history in the family, uh, and uh, the flag has always been front and center. Every house I ever lived in as a little kid, we had a flag. I've got a flag out in front of my house right now. I got a flag on the back of my car. I got a flag on my, on my, <laughs> my, my flight jacket. 
yeah, old beat up flight. So the stars and bars is, is coming more from a historian type of viewpoint, and and it I would is. Have, and I would have it to is. say I'm a Civil War buff too. Gettysburg, I've been to like six times. I love it. I'd like to maybe retire there. Consider beautiful. That. Um, but the stars and bars and all that, you know, if you see a liberal running around the street, even though their head explodes when they see that flag, it doesn't explode when they're wearing a Che Rivera shirt. No, they no. They don't know the history. I'm, either. I'm tyrant. Yeah. Uh, right. You know, so, it's like a homicidal so maniac. My point is that, that again, they're ignorant of, of, the, of the facts. Totally. Um, and that's. So that's not the Confederate flag. That's the Confederate military battle flag. Right, correct. Very, uh, it, it's not part of the CSA. Right. But the, I can tell you the, the, the argument started in 1850, and it took until 1860 for the war to start, for the firing on Fort right. Sumter. Right. But back and forth, in, the, in, the, in my book, I put all the arguments that the 11 states that seceded from the Union, I put all the arguments that they're – that the, the attorneys that represented those states wrote to our to the federal government explaining themselves. And which book is that again? Look away. Okay. From the from the this uh, song, you know, look away, yep. look yep. away. Yep. Yeah, and uh, it, it, it's a it's a good read, and it, it discusses the what happened after the war, is, of course, because we all know the history of the war. Right. Most people. Know. But what they don't know is what what did the, the eleven years of Reconstruction mean? What happened after? What is the thirteenth and fourteenth amendment? Who did they speak to? Why did they do it? What was the Emancipation Proclamation? What was Lincoln's real plan if he hadn't been assassinated by Booth? What was he really going to do? And uh, the numbers are interesting. The the southern the economy of the South before the war was two times at least what they earned in the northern states together because the king is that profitable yeah. it was that profitable and and, and the, the southerners in one sense once they realized that the the, the north was arguing about slavery uh, the abolitionist movement was so strong all the southerners really had to do was to f emancipate the slaves themselves and offer them a job for a dollar a day right and, that would have hired them. and then they could have rented the houses and provided medical care and food, the old company store routine, like went on in the coal mines in Kentucky up until the 50s. Well, so the they party, cake and eat it too, you see. Yeah. Well, you and know, the, the party, the party of uh, the left, they, um, you know, they'll they'll put together, put forward 2,500 page documents, legislation, and spend, you know. Three and a half trillion dollars, but five five billion is too much to spend a wall to keep our uh, keep our country's sovereignty, you know. And you know, the first thing that that comes to my mind when they talk about money like that is, hey, why not give every citizen a million bucks? We'd all be happy, right? We don't have to spend don't have to spend that that much money. But um, so that was look away. That that's sounds like a great book. Yeah. And, 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 you know, um, if you'd taken the if the if the South had emancipated their slaves, the abolitionists would have had no argument. It would have taken the right. steam out of their sails completely. The wind would be gone. There would be no push for war then. Right. There would be no war. No well, war at all. I mean, we take a step back and you take a step back and you, you talk about slavery in itself. Now, slavery was all over the world. 
there were all over the world. There were more white slaves in the African continent before, to one. before to one. during, and even after, and even now. And yet, Absolutely. and yet, people talk about America, the only country that was ever founded with the conversation and with with language in the Constitution to eventually ban slavery. Yes, and, exactly. And, and you knew that even in in the decisions that were made in in uh, like the Louisiana Purchase, you know, uh, purchased on the condition that they would be free states, and uh, so that's so, right. So the history behind it, I know that sounds like a really good book. My next question for you, though, is um, are you working on a book right now or you do, do you already have a book that deals with what we're seeing today? Yeah, I, I just I just I'm, I'm, I just sent a book to my editor to go through and see how many mistakes I made. And um, I put it together uh, as a compilation of articles that I'd written over the last uh months of this uh, phony pandemic and the vaccine. And uh, e each chapter is uh, consists of uh, one of these three and four or five page letters that I posted and sent out to the world. So I decided to borrow a title from Daniel Defoe, uh, who wrote a marvelous book called The Year of the Plague. And um, so I borrowed that. There's no rule in literature saying that two books can't have the same title, by the way. So uh, and uh, so his copyright ran out about 200 years ago. So <laughs> I, I did that. And uh, and that's what it is, a journal of a plague year that tells you from the beginning, uh, at least from my viewpoint, what I saw, what I thought and how as it, we went through this entire thing, chapter by chapter. And that'll be. Uh, I could send you a um, an advanced copy of it as an ebook right now if you want me to. That would be awesome. And then um, I will. And and do you have the cover art for it? Yes, I do. <laughs> it's a it's a, a black and white statue of Satan. That sounds perfect. Why don't you send me the the cover and I'll have it. Uh, I'll have it. In, I'll have it in a in the show. I'll uh, include that. So. So here's my last question for you. We're coming up on, on 50 minutes, which is going to squeeze right into the show nicely. Um, so now we've talked about the the tyranny that's going on, the shot, the jab, the the other dictates coming from the the squatter and thief of the of the White House. Um, what do you see coming? What do you, now we see people coming up to challenge? What do you see happening in the next say year? <laughs> Okay, uh, it's back to ball again, you know, right? Yeah, right. You get the question and look for the little window where it tells you what's coming. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I think things are going to get a lot worse before they get better based on what these scientists and physicians have said. I do not, I'm not medically trained. Uh, I was trained as an engineer, so I know a lot about bricks and steel and wood, but I don't know a heck of a lot about uh, virology. But these, there's at least 50 of these people that have stepped out there, put their life and their livelihood and their reputations on the line by saying that this stuff is, is, a, is killer stuff. Don't yes. do it. So, and, it, and they've also made dire predictions. If those predictions are correct, in the future, we're going to see more and more people 
passing away. Uh, and uh, the autopsies are going to show enormous damage to almost all of their organs. There is also this idea that uh, some of these ingredients uh, can pass the blood-brain barrier and turn a person into a chemical lobotomy, you know, yeah. where they have what they call vaccidents. So they just drive off the road and don't know what they're doing. Uh, they, right down the street from my house here, there's a restaurant. They saw a guy sitting in there. He was sitting up, standing outside by his car for about an hour. And finally, people from the restaurant went out there to help him. And he had his key in his hand, but he didn't know how to open the car door. He'd been vaccinated two weeks earlier. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and and know, he can't car and drive. So the, the logical extension after that is, first of all, how many people are going to are going to be left to actually do anything about it? And maybe a million, eighty to a hundred million of us. And you know, and uh, are are we going to have the courage to stand up? Or are we going to be so pissed off that we actually uh, do something about it? Well, I mean, payback, payback is hell, as they say. And the right. guys that were behind this are going to pay if they can't get away. Uh, I wrote a, an article which is in that book. It's a chapter in the book, and it's called The Dim View. And it says what it goes step by step. What's going to happen if these, these professional virologists and scientists are right? What is going to happen really? Uh, if a flower and power and light made all their people get vaccinated and we can't have electricity because no one knows how to run the Turkey Point nuclear station, what are we going to do? Exactly. Who's going to keep the oil running? Who's going to keep the water and the sewer and the infrastructure running? Who's going to drive the trucks if they're all dead? And what that's about all the airline pilots? And that's really uh, the objective, isn't it? We're all going to wind up. We could all wind up dying. Yeah. And then at some point in time, the, the Chinese might just move in. Right. Because there won't be anybody, no organized resistance to stop them. And could how easily could they send 300 million Chinamen to take over the empty right. homes, especially drive they, the car, especially get if the, they have a, especially if they, have, a, if, if they have an EMP before that. If they need it. May not, may not need it. So well, if that's, we have any military, if we have military left, we're so technologically dependent that an EMP would wipe that out, and they could come in. Oh yeah. And, and, oh yeah. And, take care of us that way but i i gotta go robert i always enjoy our conversations whether so thank whether, you whether, jeff whether they're recorded or not um I, I enjoy having you on i enjoy talking i hope you come back and any sir anytime we'll put up your your book and stuff too uh, thanks again robert and we'll t we'll have you back real soon i appreciate it take care jeff thank you yeah, so much you bye. you're welcome bye -bye. Bye -bye. so that's my interview with robert firth um, Captain Robert Firth. I encourage you to go check out his website and grab a couple books while you're there. Again, that's robert-j-firth.com. Robert also uh, has been gracious enough to allow me to use some of his content for blog material, and I'll be putting more of that out uh, on redbloodedpatriots.com. That's our website, redbloodedpatriots.com. You can check that out. And again, uh, be sure to visit Robert's page and maybe pick up a book or two. I'm sure he would appreciate that very much. Also, I wanted to mention that uh, coming up on November 5th, a Friday at 7 p.m. Central Time, uh, I have 
this Patriot meet and greet scheduled. And you can go to our website again, that's redbloodedpatriots.com. Uh, you do have to basically uh, sign up for an account, it's free. And you sign up for a guest membership account, uh, that's also free. And then you can sign up for this event. So please check that out and uh, join that conversation. I have a limited to 25 seats, uh, hopefully. We fill the room and hopefully we find that we want to do that on a regular basis. Now, if you subscribe to Patreon, uh, you automatically uh, can, can get additional benefits from the Patreon review. So be sure to check that out as well. You can go to Patreon by going to the website and clicking the button that says become a patron and then you can choose your membership level and you get additional benefits and they're listed on the Patreon site for you to see exactly what you're getting by signing up. And of course, we always appreciate uh, your support and keeping the show going, keeping the documentaries coming, very much appreciated. Um, I also wanted to show you something that will really blow your mind because it's coming out of the state of Illinois and if you haven't seen it you're gonna go what the heck and that my friends is this report the Illinois Supreme Court rules tax on guns and ammo unconstitutional how about that that is something that we probably all never thought we'd see but it is a positive to end on and it's good to have you along, come back this Sunday. There will be another episode of the Patriot Review, and I hope to see you then.